Hello, Chris. What's up, loser? <clears throat> Just, um, you know. Saturday, weekend vibes only. It's a rare um, how long gone Saturday recording. Uh, this is this is something new for us. That's fucked up. Yeah, we, normally we record on Sundays for our Monday episode, but I'm going to be I'm going to be on holiday. Jason going on a little local Cali vacay. Um, very happy for you. Thank you. Um, I'm really trying to make sure that I use the time wisely, and I'm actually not thinking about anything other than uh, relaxation. Are you saying that you usually think about stuff? I'm saying that I'm, you know, my brain is always going a mile a minute with all of my work back schedules and spreadsheets <laughs> and all this, uh, you know, all the plates that the, I'm constantly the market, spinning. You know, what's going on in the market, you know. See how my Naz, my Nazi's looking? <laughs> um, so I'm really going to make, make, a, make a point and an effort to, you know, truly unplug. Maybe, hopefully, not use my phone. As Are you we, saying that you're not going to respond to any text messages from your podcast partner? I'm saying that I will have limited access while I'm on holiday, hopefully. You know, because nowadays, we, you know, there are no vacations, really. You know, in this That's right. in this Thank town, God. there's no freaking, no such thing as a free lunch. But there's no real vacations going on. You know, like we, we, my, uh, my life partner has scheduled three glorious um, holidays for us over the last number of months that have all been canceled due to natural COVID. disasters, COVID, <laughs> etc., uh, yes, uh, our original uh, glamping expedition for tomorrow was uh, was canceled. Burned out due to, due to arson. So from arson to uh, novel viruses, ain't going to be no holidays. God is out to get you, TJ. It's like I think you might have done something bad, and now this is karmic retribution. Well, God is out to get. I mean, I guess it's more. My my partner than I, unfortunately, she's she's <laughs> she's suffering from it much more than I am. I'm You're saying God's out to get her. I'm saying she she needs to make right with her place with the Lord before before we even pull up the orbits dot com. So now that you're not glamping, you're going to. It's more of a beach location. A going beach down, vibe. going down to La Jolla. Just got a little, just a you know, a little casual telly can go by the beach you know eat some mexican food that white people made um that sounds like your dream basically it's only a couple hours from sunny los angeles right mm -hmm. yeah and there's there's an episode you don't to, you don't have, have to stop and charge the tesla um that remains to be seen but you know <laughs> um there, there's uh, an episode of of what is the the Bravo re real estate show? The million oh million dollar listing. Million dollar listing. Where there's an episode where the boys go down to La Jolla for a, a crazy property that uh, you know it's a one of a kind ocean front blah 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 and it's like a real big ugly dumb house and I, I looked on on Google and the house or the hotel we're staying at is right across the street. Wow, very cool. Can you so, send some pics, please? So I'll be sending you some pics over. It's going to be some great curb appeal. Um, the stories are going to be going ham with a lot of different front lawns and fountains and other things like great. that. I've never, you know, I have some, I do have some deep um, San Diego La Jolla connections, strangely, um, but I, I've never visited myself. Well, I've been to San Diego, um, which was 
you know, basically like a bunch of army guys drinking beer. So I was good on that. Um, Wait, but, why do you uh, have a connection? A Coke dealer or something or what? No, just like a bunch of people I know are from there. Uh, Eric Shakin, photographer Eric Shakin is, mm-hmm. is and, and Kelly, who I work with the Tom Brown. There's a bunch of people. It's just a weird crew of San Diego, La Jolla types that I know in New York. Um, you can't trust anyone from San Diego, bro. Come on. I didn't know that. I mean, this is some local California stuff. No, no, you know, no. Love, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. About. I have, I have, I have San Diego fam. Don't worry. Of course you do. Well, Mr. California, if you didn't, I mean, I would be remiss you mm-hmm. know, if, you if you didn't have the, the squad. Um, uh, how's that? I wanted a little, um, a little state of the union update on that ankle uh, of yours, Chris. I know oh, there's God, a lot right of, at- there's a lot of health issues that I plan on covering today, but let's, let's get started <laughs> with a softball question with that ankle. Well, um, it's feeling better. I, so I got those Nike 4% running shoes and mm-hmm. I feel like they're retraining my body how to run and it's just going to be a painful process. It, it's kind of what I, cause, cause the first time it, it was giving me problems. It had been a previous, it, I'm just, previous, I'm just imagining you putting these shoes on and then like the scene of the hospital where you have the walker and you're having to learn how to walk again. And they're like, Chris, can I, and you're like, no, I have to I do mean, it myself. That's look, I, I don't know. I need to talk to more four percent users uh, about the process, but today they're called the four percenters. Is, yeah, the other four percenters. I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling four feeling four little, fam. Sorry, go ahead. I was feeling a little sluggish, and my ankle was giving me problems. But thanks to the the plate in the shoe that propels you forward, uh, I I seem to be my my time is okay. So I can't tell if they're working mm. and I'm just going to be in pain for so like, you, you, a, a few people told me it's like it takes three or four runs to break in. So it sounds it sounds kind of like like starting up a, a Wellbutrin prescription. You're not mm-hmm. going to get the results overnight. You know, exactly. give it a give it a week or two before you start really feeling these. You're gonna, exactly. You have to re-break those ankles. Yeah, and I'm not a big patience guy, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's giving me problems, but they look very cool, so that's helping. You hate waiting, not to and I hate busy. waiting. Uh, yeah, we're we're an anti Jay Z podcast. Jay Z so. has a great new song out called Entrepreneur. Um, oh my god! Make sure that to check that out on Title, baby. Straight to the fucking bin, mate. Garbage. The song Absolute the song is garbage. bad, but I was I was saying in the chat the the video did it, it did uh, inspire me and move me. Get, T- get TJ a little choked up. He's gonna open a small business. <laughs> I didn't uh, watch the video. I only know <laughs> the video is. Because of you guys. I'm not going to watch it. If I don't like the song, I'm not going to watch the video. A video in 2020 is not going to trick me into liking a song. Well, I don't I don't like the song. I did not get tricked into liking it. But I, I was. I believe that that song is, is not a song. And it is just a video that also has music attached to it. So it's you're saying song, Big Pharrell created a score for a three-minute YouTube clip. I'm saying Pharrell created a commercial for black entrepreneurship. And it was, you know, it looks like the video is a, an ad agency creation or a commercial is, um, less than an actual video, which is which is also kind of interesting of how advertising and creative agencies and all that stuff starts. Uh, we're, we're so used to the way things look. Will that start affecting, you know, editorial projects like music videos or, or things like that? Which, oh, is, which is terrible, but which is, I mean, that's like the end of everything. Well, I mean, all point, those right? videos, 
all those videos are getting money from a sponsor. It's, you know, so it basically is an ad for something. There's, I mean, yeah, I but before it was like, here's our idea for a video. It's going to be, you know, all this crazy weird stuff is going to happen. And that's the idea that I came up with. But there's also going to be a bottle of alcohol in there and we'll do a product shot and that'll pay for the whole thing. But now, like the way that they're edited and cut together and there's typography and closed captioning. And it's all like gin lane <laughs> design <laughs> type type what? like it look, entrepreneur what? video looks like gin lane made that video and it's a video for like a new tampon company. What? Yeah, this is a new tampon that's going to disrupt the industry. It's by Jay Z and Pharrell. Um, <laughs> honestly, it wouldn't even surprise me at this point. You know, everybody's diversifying so much. It, it would it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. if there's a direct consumer product embedded in the video made by gin lane. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. A real <laughs> a real synthesis of brands and, and ideas and but then people, but then know. art does not exist anymore it's all just you know it's all just a product at this point damn jason that's deep russell too deep for saturday morning let's talk about your um let's do a <laughs> mental it. health check-in chris if you since you want to get into it you know how I, we want to temp check state of the union for chris's mental his his do you think i'm unraveling no, but interesting that you said that. I'll make a note. Um, <laughs> Chris is Chris is fucking good. No, bro. no, because I was talking to I was talking to my friend Andy, and we were we were discussing the podcast and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, what kind of what kind of subjects would you like us to cover more? And I, I always like to ask some people, you know, listeners in the DMs or whatever. Like, I don't. But go if, ahead. If you have any, uh, you know, what what would you? You know, what would you like to see more of in the show? And if enough people what say do you think it, this is Jason, a fucking democracy. This is a goddamn, this is a dictatorship. And it's me and you at the top. No, this, it's a, this is a combination democracy and dictatorship. Much that's like not how that stuff works. I don't know if you know how things work, Jason, but there's no combination of those two things. Yeah, it's called America. It's happening to us right now. Um, damn, Donald Glover voice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that, is, that is one impression that I you will never catch me doing. I I don't know. I don't even know how you would impersonate Donald Glover. It's like, a tough one. That's that's advanced, subtle. Like being that corny, I feel like is you either have it or you don't. You know, I feel like the guy. I don't remember his name. The one of the the SNL cast member who always does like all the hip hop characters. Yeah, he's not on anymore. But yeah, he was very good. What was his? Name? I think his name is Chris something. I feel I like remember. he probably does a decent, decent Glover. Yeah, he's 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 pretty well. He, he's he's well versed in, in all the rapper. He, he did a, he did a bad Kanye though. Yeah, but it's like funny. Yeah, it's like funny. Um. So yeah. So so some people will will say like, hey, you know, can you guys cover mental health issues? And I was like, that's a good idea. I will wait until Chris and I have our one on one pod. So we can really um, well, get into it. I'm I'm great. I'm I good. Mean, I'm good, baby. I'm no. I mean, honestly, it's like I think that that uh, being out here with the sunshine, the wide open spaces, and my friends, and mm-hmm. work is good. It's life is good. Honestly, I mean, obviously, the impending doom of the world and all the awful stuff is happening. But yeah. I try not to let my mind be occupied with that too much because what the fuck am I going to do about it? You know what I mean? It, it's it's beyond my control, right? Mm-hmm. You are you are um, just one man. Yeah. Speaking of life is good. Some people thought that our new hat design was a flip from the life is good uh, clothing company that you might see at an airport. Uh, my dad's a big fan of life is good clothing, actually. Um, but uh, maybe no. we can do a GQ story on them or something. 
It's unfortunate that people that listen to this podcast don't have respect for the Lemonheads and their classic album and can't recognize it from afar. Um, the amount of people annoying. who would recognize that reference, who have recognized that reference, has been zero. Um, no, I have people that recognize it. Oh, thank God. But they're, I mean, you know, they're, of course, like white males. Sure. Um, so Ka- so Callie, coming out here, you, you have made a little piece. You have set up some roots. Are you, are you, getting, are you getting in your full flow? I'm I'm pretty in the flow, yeah. To be honest, I'm in the flow. I mean, I think the amount of the amount of exercise that I'm able to accomplish every day is is pretty good for my mental. And then, I mean, I don't love seeing my therapist on the screen. You know, mm-hmm. I, I find mm-hmm. it. I've cut it back to twice a month instead of four times because I just don't find it quite as fulfilling. It ain't um, hitting. Well, but it's it's hidden with with the condom on. It's condom therapy. Yeah, exactly. And I, I wonder how other people feel about it, but I think it's like. I mean, what else are you going to do? Again, it's like, it's, it's just, that's the situation. Yeah, you have to be hating it. You make the best of it, but I don't think anybody likes that more. I mean, I think that the thing about therapy that I liked is like the, the whole, you know, just like drugs, like it's the whole thing. Like you walk there, you do, you know what I mean? Like the whole process. I think for me, it was in, it was in Union Square, so I could walk from my apartment. It was kind of like a nice, like whole, you, you, know, you build your little hour. Wednesday around it. You get your coffee here. Exactly. Afterwards, you grab a exactly. nice croissant or something much like that like, to treat. Much yourself. like this pod, much like this podcast, like to, I like to go into therapy, blazing on bean, ready to <laughs> spill my guts to Luann. Um, but <laughs> Luann, but, her name is Luann. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Luann's the, the best, and also Luann is is it's interesting because she's King like a. Hill. She's, um, yeah, it feels very Southern, but she's not Southern at all, actually. Um, so it's, it's, it's comforting in a, in a way that I like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, look, everything's good. Alex is coming next month. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't really find, I don't really find this, this whole thing, um, that stressful anymore, which may mm. be bad for me. Maybe I'm like not thinking about it enough, but again, I don't know what. Okay, that's interesting. What well, good. I mean- Maybe how long did it take for you to to start really letting living in California sink in or like really accept it? Um, I mean, immediately, bro. Are you kidding me? This is my flow. Baby. <laughs> I, I jump in and I'm fucking driving. It ain't nothing for me. Okay. Are you kidding? When I, when I pull up to Sunset Tower in the Mozzie, maybe I live in California. You know what I mean? It ain't it's nothing. Um, you saw the red leather. You know what the fuck's going on? Um <laughs> No, but I just think that it's it's not that I don't think that California is like super disconnected from reality. I mean, it is and it isn't in this case. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that like you know, um, sitting on the internet indoors and reading the news all day um, is just not really going to help me mm-hmm. in, in any way. Like I think I get the information I need, and I'm going to help anyone to digest that. But I think a lot of people are on the computer either tattletaling or doom scrolling, and those mm-hmm. are two things that I would like to avoid with all of my might. You'll never catch Chris tattletaling like Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to get into this, but I'm I I don't I still need more context around the Megan the Stallion Tory Lanes thing. I don't understand it. Like, why did he? How long gone, listeners? If you were there at this cursed house party where Tory Lanes shot Megan the Stallion not once but twice in her feet, let us know. Do you understand it? Do you honestly understand it? Do I understand what exactly? Why? Well, I just why don't... it happened? Well, I, yeah, why it happened, I mean, I think the only reason she well, even look, felt the need to say... if you know Tori, you would get it, okay? Well, I mean, I know he's short and he's mad, but, I mean, do you think it had to do... Do you think it was romantic and she was, like, not going to give it up and he got pissed? Do you think it was... 
Like what I just don't understand. It's it's so and I her I think she feels like she was forced to implicate him because people wouldn't leave her alone. And then him mm-hmm. and his crew were like talking about it, which is also unfortunate. But I just don't like she's a superstar. You know what I mean? Like what on earth was he thinking? I think he I think it was maybe I mean the fact that it happened twice seems like that that knocks out the accidental excuse because also yes. that's a but also shooting somebody you know below the kneecap is you're trying to send a warning without killing somebody usually you know like mafia style Okay, Jason. We're okay, going to send a message. From, relax, okay, Jason. You're not from the streets. Don't try to mansplain the streets to me. Okay? Uh, this is this is not because I'm I am from the streets, but this I learned this just from watching you know mafia movies and things like that. Where well, I guess that's that's exactly what rappers do too. To be fair, so. <laughs> especially ones from Canada. Uh, yes, that's um, a good point. I, th- I th- yeah, I, th- I think that he was probably really, really, really fucked up. Something weird went down and. Just one of those. You blink, and what the hell just happened? Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion. Is Tory is Tory is is Tory Lane's canceled? It looks like it. I don't think he's. I don't think anything is ever going to happen with him again. I think he's going to have to probably quit music and just hope that he lives. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I agree with you. I think he's I don't, which is kind of crazy because you know Chris Brown is uh, is still cooking. I was literally looking at a thread before we started this podcast about how like people still like the people defending Chris Brown were like going crazy because I, I guess like like well he admitted it and Rihanna said she was part of it too and I'm like that doesn't make it okay. It does not make it okay. I mean, you 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 know that they had to have have a, a passionate and tumultuous relationship, but you know, you if you if you put your hands on a woman, that's no, just, that's, that's lights no, out. It's, yeah, it's it's a wrap. Even if even if Rihanna has welcomed him back into his life and recorded music with him after that, what? You, how are you feeling, TJ? Mm, I'm feeling I'm feeling like we're everything is kind of on the cusp of something something going on which is a little giving me a little anxiety what do you mean because your candidate Donald Trump could win again um look we're hoping but I think <laughs> uh, me and the rest of so my I mean it's it's partially partially what's going on in the world as a whole and then partially just you know my own personal life in terms of, you know, job stuff, career stuff, what, you know, pivots and what's going on. You know, we, I was talking last night with some friends about like what, what happens to, like, we, a lot of people will complain about like, why are these millionaire DJs having, you know, throwing these events and making money, like putting, they don't need anything. They don't need another extra 5k or 10k to do some weird. I, I don't think that's fair. Like everybody wants more money. Fuck you. Well, yeah, but it, it got it made me think of all the people out there who are, you know, like a working performer of some kind of DJ, for example, because that's where my background comes from. But those people who were making a decent living being a DJ and working events and, you know, having a nice life like that is over. It's it's their their whole life and career is fully totally, over. Totally, totally, totally. And they, is, I mean, they, they have nothing to difficult. fall back on. If, like if you're you know if you're a stand up comedian, you're like oh I'm just going to start a podcast. I'm just going to write, or I'm going to focus on my voiceover acting, or you know there's twenty other things that you can do. But 
if the only thing you know how to do is is play some cool music for drunk people at a at a party, that's it. Like you you you're gonna get an A and R job at a record label that's that's gonna pay you like what a twenty two year old would make or something. Or you're, yeah, I mean, I think there's, you're, not, there's you're never gonna become a music supervisor. You're never gonna. No, you're not. There's none of those totally jobs are that, gonna happen for you. That level of DJ that I know exactly, like where there's no inroads. It's like no, you were just kind of like a guy in your city, and you were able to pull it together and make a living DJing four nights a week. But like, mm-hmm. there's no career in that for you outside of if that goes away. Yeah, and I think that it, you know, it's it's teaching me or the importance or reiterating the importance of of really being able to diversify your So you mean your you're, you're you're patting yourself on your back for abandoning the EDM community in its time of need? <laughs> That's 1000% what I'm doing. Interesting, Jason. I'm I'm not no, happy I mean, about it. it. I would I would say, you know, think of it as having the presence of mind to to sell to sell your your stock before before you before it plummets because you you have seen it. True. That's a good. That's a good. Um, that's a good example to use. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I think that. So sure. so it's so but it's, I mean, both, I don't it's even, exciting and it's and it's frightening at the same time. Of like every if, every day every week. Like I guess I have I I guess I have money right now and and you know income is happening and there are those things. But you know you you can never just rest rest assured that things are going to be okay for a while. Uh, well, I think that's proven. I think that's that's proven. But I mean, I saw some stuff on Twitter too about people being like a, a lot of people kind of at this stage being very happy about what the what the you know pandemic has has done for them personally. Obviously, excluding like the the massive deaths and all the bad shit. Obviously, I'm talking about mm-hmm. on, like a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people have kind of like settled into it, and it's given them like boundaries from work and kind of stuff that was just like. You know, yeah, um, they're they're able to kind of like hitting a refresh on things. I'm able to get back into the garden and just really remember exactly, what, exactly. what's most important: my family and cooking I mean, good food. It seems, I mean, it's awful, but like, I, if if people are are feeling good about it, then I'm happy for them. I don't know if I'm feeling good about it necessarily, but I'm fine. With yeah, it. I don't know what I want to hear when I hear people talk about that. Do I want to hear them be super positive like that and and say like? you know, all of this going on ended up being a blessing in disguise? Or do I want somebody to just be like, I, I hate that as much as I hate, I probably hate more when people are like, freaking life sucks, man. Freaking post office is is closing. And, also, and you these people don't wear masks. Let me, talk about, the, and, and let me talk about the post office for a second. Because you motherfuckers ain't ever used the post office and now this is your new cause and it's making me fucking crazy. Like... <laughs> I know you motherfuckers didn't go to the post office. As a person who's been going to the post office since they were in high school, if you, grew up in, if you grew up in hardcore and punk, you've been going to the post office since you were 13 years old. That was the lifeline to friends. That was a lifeline to getting new music, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I love the post office. I'm not capping <laughs> for the post office on Twitter. Like, you fucking nerds. Like, it's just such a, it's another, like, I, I just can't believe it. Like, you, it's, it's like mourning a business you never went to. It's like, some di- like Odessa in New York, that disgusting restaurant in the East Village. Like you haven't been there in 15 years. What are you crying about? The reason they're going out of business because you weren't going there. Like that is true. I mean, there's there's a lot of arguments that could be made why a pr- privatized post office has its no. Advantages. Of course, it's no, no, no. I mean, I I'm I'm obviously any support of the post office is good. I just think it's a funny like new cause for people to like rally behind. 
um, it for is. this week. I, th- I wonder if people are worried about the you know the the larger scale ramifications of what would happen if something like that just stopped happening. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, we their- don't we don't have you know how like you have gas in your house like. We just couldn't figure out how to do it, so now we're just going to cancel having gas. You know, no, it's, it's like people, a, it's, it's, it's are, utility that is being canceled. So then you're like, "What's going to happen next? Is everything going to become privatized?" People are worried about it because it's it's another cause for like liberal elite people to get behind, and mm-hmm. they, they want their Amazon packages on time. Like that's let's be honest. Like that's yeah. what's going on. Like you don't. You don't, you're not worried about jobs. You're not really worried about voter suppression. Like maybe you are, you know what I mean? But like it's, it's, it is an institution and maybe the, the, the idea of an institution going away is just jarring for people, you know, which I, that I understand because it is an institution, but I just find it like, it's just a funny thing to get behind, but it is, it's important. I mean, I care about the post office. I went and bought stamps. I didn't post a receipt on Instagram because I'm not a (laughs) cuck, but like. But like it, it is a shame and it is it's frustrating that you know we're the most powerful country in the world or we were at least and we can't you know like we we invented a postal service and it worked well for you know hundreds of years literally hundreds of years and now <laughs> they're just like yeah we can't figure out how to like like the government can't can't do it and, and well, I think the government is purposely not doing it. I mean, I do think it's it's some nefarious behavior going on. Yeah, but it's been I mean, it's been fucked for a long yes, time. Yes, it has. Now, for it years. Has. But I think that there's certain people in power that would have just made it work because they understand the institution of it being important. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now there are people who are like, we don't give a fuck because there's a reason we could if we get rid of this, this could benefit us in some way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it seems like what's happening. But I mean, look. I love the post office. I think that the real issue here is is uh, receipt posting. It has been something that has really mm-hmm. fucking rubbed me the wrong way in the last six months. Um, and I, I just think it's so uncouth and tacky. So what you're saying um, is if you liked it, then you should have put a stamp on it. Um, that's not what I'm saying, Jason. I will hang up. That's, um, a, good, I, that's a good lyric. <laughs> You should sell that to the post office. Maybe they, maybe they had some catchy Beyonce flips they could say in business. When, the, when those words left my mouth, I was very upset with myself. What if we started posting receipts for everything we do just to prove to people like how you know how supportive we are? Like every time we go to an independent business, I post a receipt of it to show that I went to an independent business. Do you think people would think that's annoying, or do you think they would pat me on the back? They would. They would absolutely pat you on the back if if we did that all the time. We would get hundreds of thousands of of likes and retweets and follows. It's the it's the corniest shit on planet Earth. Like, of course, we are out here supporting small businesses. That is that I've always done that. We've always done that. Yeah, That's as what, a super spreader, it's kind of what we do. Okay, exactly. No, as an upper middle class white privilege haver, that's what you do. You yeah, pay more well, for things from a local business. That's <laughs> like what we do. As we, an experiment, Chris. Um, every, every time you buy food from a restaurant, when you're out there spreading, when you, when you get the check, you write a 50% tat, uh, tip on there instead of yeah. 20. Yeah. And then you, you know, like you write some, one of your little like sayings or something. And then you post it every time and be like, yo, if you're not posting, if you're not tipping at least 50%, you're fucking trash and you're yeah. not a real American. And this is a good idea. Your followers will go up. You're going to get some great engagement. And you know, you know where that would have been a, a, a good place to start was independent business Boa Steakhouse. Um, <laughs> that we that we give it up we, for the little guy. 
Give it up for the little guy, Boa Steakhouse. Just own yeah. If Kismet was cool, welcome to Boa Steakhouse. <laughs> uh, which we, you know, uh, we chose to visit on um, Thursday evening. Uh, mm. Our Jason, myself, and and our our compatriot Decatur Dan um, mm-hmm. pulled up. We had to, to we had to invite somebody else who actually has been there unironically. <laughs> Yes, exactly. We wanted someone who who truly goes for the food and ambiance, not guys who are going to see TikTok hotties and a TMZ cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, He's there to and, get the the steak for two, a warm cookie, and the phone number of the hostess who brought you to the table. Exactly. So from a from a from a purely aesthetic standpoint, it is absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> and. Well, and, I mean, the the outside of it is pretty nondescript, though. Agreed, and and I, I overall, I would say, let's just start with an overall. What what would you rate the experience? I would I would rate the experience an eight out of ten. Surprisingly, I'm I'm with you, TJ. I'm with you. I think, um, you. yeah. I mean, where do we even begin? I I did write some notes down, so. You know, I thought I saw you taking notes during dinner and I was stunned, but also like appreciated your, your dedication to the craft. Well, you know, don't be stunned. Uh, I, I take, I take podcasting very seriously, Chris, um, as, That's unfortunate. A, as an online journalist. So, oh so we, yeah, you, you go there, you, you valet out front. It's right by Soho house on, on the sunset strip where it's, it's kind of right at the end of the sunset strip. And I, th- I think it's the reason why it's really successful and flourishing right now is it's the closest thing to a club that you can get to right now. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I mean, um, a friend of ours, Lena, wrote a story about it for the face on that came out on Friday, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it's just like Gen Z's biggest names flock to the restaurant for comp overcooked steaks so they can get paparazzi outside, <laughs> which is which is like exactly what's happening but i i don't i don't think that i thought the food was actually fine the food was fine um i, I i'll do a full food review don't worry I, but i want to talk more on the on the the philosophy of of why that it has become a tiktok celeb hangout do you think Go in. do you um you know like for clubs and restaurants especially in hollywood they really have these kind of life cycles where after a certain amount of years or months even, you have to rebrand totally. and, and start a new name and, and redo all the, the core and everything because the attention span of everyone is down. Maybe that will be a new a new way of extending the life of a restaurant. Like you have the first year where it's all celebs and then you start letting in you know ugly people and fat people for year two. And then for year three, then you start having urban parties there. And then for year four, you start in telling TikTok people, <laughs> we will give you free food if you come here and post. And then you get like maybe two more years out of it. Because pricing, pricing wise, it wasn't insane. It was, it was not, it was not overpriced. I mean, it was a little overpriced, but it was not as expensive as I thought it was going to be at all. How would you? describe the crowd i would say i say the crowd was all bad people everyone there was a scammer or like a rich hot high school person Um, i mean all all the people that were older than 24 (laughs) were like involved in some type of like 
crime that involves like importing jewels or something like that. No, it could just be some classic credit card scamming. You, you know what I mean? It might not be. Yeah, as it could advanced. be a little bit of that. But it's definitely some. It's definitely like a plastic surgery Yeezys. Like mm-hmm. that's the vibe. The overall vibe is that. And I think that you know halfway through the meal, I was perplexed because I didn't see any TikTok types in my purview. And I did a lap around the restaurant, and then <laughs> you masked thank- you masked up and then took a lap. Exactly. And then thank God, mm-hmm. six hottie TikTok males sat down across from us and I was able to observe them in their natural habitat. Um, yeah, they were, it was very much like an entourage, the TV show style gathering of, of dudes. There was the fellas, there was the fat one. There was the hot one. There was the old one. There was like the little pipsqueak one. But They're all pretty hot. That's the thing. They're all pretty hot except for the fat one, though. The fat one well, that had the McQueens on, he he had strong, like, Jewish dad lawyer vibes going if on. You're, if you're wearing the McQueens, like, you're you're roasted. Like, you're toasted. Like, go home. He's That's roasted the worst. and toasted. Roasted and toasted. Uh, but, so we were able to observe them, and they, they did have that, that kind of uniform look of kind of like a black t-shirt, um... Some yeah, the uniform look seemed to be uh, actually like a plain white tee, um, a regular kind of skinny pant, and then maybe a Miri. They could have been a Miri's. Like I don't so, want yeah, like one of one of a Miri's more tasteful selections from exactly there. something like Jason. Jason gets the custom of Miri's because when he's making them for NBA players, he just breaks Jason off a few because you know same height. So. Yeah, let me hold. Let me hold a. <laughs> A, a 42 inseam real right let quick. me hold let me hold the grateful dead joints with the fraying and a 42 inseam uh, thank you king uh yeah it was like a wider black yeah, the, t-shirt the, yeah the white the plain white t-shirt or black t-shirt you know some type of low low profile nice designer jean and then and then a statement shoe which is always bad always bad yeezys off off-white converse the mcqueens mm-hmm. um you know, and then there, there, there also was two chromey truckers, thank God, um, mm. <laughs> which is the, the chrome, the chrome trucker hat. It seems like maybe the official garment of the, of the, of that kind of guy. Um, yeah. and there was some chromey jewelry as well. You know, those guys like a light ring, a little bracelet and a chain, you know what How I mean? How old but they don't, do you think these, these guys were? 20 to 24. Mm-hmm. And they were all, um, they had no, they had no problem like hugging each other, sitting right next to each other. Well, Jason, when you live together in a hype house, you, mm-hmm. you can do that. You're already, you know, and also I just want to, to, to point out there are no women around them at all. No women whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's just the which, bros. It's just the bros. It was a, like, much like it was fellas night at BOA for us. Maybe it was fellas night for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but, 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 but. The, the real disappointment, I would say, was that there was no paparazzi outside. Hollywood Fix wasn't there. TMZ wasn't there. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit like, were these guys not big enough or were they just like L.A. rich kids whose dad worked in the music business? I don't know. I th- That's the problem now is you can't tell who is a TikToker and who is just like a regular shitty rich high school kid. Yeah, because they're just hot. They didn't have their fingernails painted or anything like cool. So, you know, I don't know. I, they, these guys, these guys could be, you know, second year students at USC. They all, they all had strong USC vibes. But um, I think is it anyway, but the, the, the crowd of, as you can imagine was torched. 
Um, Crowd our waiter, our waiter, though, I quite liked, and you made a little local Cali joke to him, and he came back with a nice retort. Yeah, he um, he had a Cato Kalen <sighs> energy. If I very Cato Cato with a face shield. <laughs> <laughs> he he was you, you know he looked like he had been working there you know as a, as a waiter who makes a pretty decent chunk of change at Boa for a while he he seemed like a lifer where he was a, he's an actor and it didn't quite work out for him and now he's a Boa boy and 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 he does a good job he was great I, I liked him in general the service was good again the food is pretty good o- overall. Break down the order. I don't. I don't really remember it. Yeah, I think. I think for me, the food. I was. I've been trying to figure out what what the vibe is because they don't. It's not just like a full shithole place. Like I was looking on their Instagram, they have they have like ingredients that are sort of thoughtfully sourced. Like their burgers made on a Martin's potato roll, which is the same one that Shake Shack uses. You can't get it in in California. You have to like order it from back east. So like they're they were they were being sort of thoughtful about certain things. It reminds me of of kind of like cheesecake factory for rich people. Yeah, that's a that's a that seems uh, fair. It's it's like this the same amount of like um I guess food creativity and thoughtfulness and crowd and culture as as the cheesecake factory which is, you know, pretty low pretty low in the totem pole. Um but just higher price points but comforting American steakhouse food. That costs a little little money, but less than you thought it was going to be. We uh, we could not get the the table side Caesar because of the novel coronavirus, unfortunately. And then Gene's and then Gene's favorite, which I know he's crushed. How was the Caesar on a scale of one to ten? The Caesar was not the, the Caesar was sort of the only chink in the armor um, for for that a menu. misfire. A Caesar misfire. It was a it was a misfire. I will say no chef to the Caesar because you know at, at a steakhouse place like that you're hoping for a little bit of a, a razzle dazzle. You're hoping for a statement ingredient piece like some some anchovies f- that are filleted and laid out nicely on there. You're saying you're saying the you're saying you would you would want a place like this to, to do a twist on the Caesar or just the ingredients should be better and displayed because the Caesar is such a classic archetype. You don't want any deviation from the formula. You don't want the deviation, but I think the the it's a very very regular ass Caesar. Like it's not bad, it's not good, it's just there. It's, it's some very, Ruby Tuesdays ass shit. Is what it's you're it's it's a Caesar that I could have got any restaurant in the world, but I think they uh, they used to do it table side, so that was part of the presentation and and the wow. That's factor. a placebo effect to make you think the salad is actually better. Right. So at a place like that, you you want to have a lot of flair, very like salt based style of like here we're just doing regular food, but you know it, it, com- it comes out and some guy with a mustache like pulls a sword out and cuts the thing and then there's like gold leaf that and then there's this like a failed waterfall. actor brought the anchovies out so you should like <laughs> yeah. it more. So so they should have they should have added a little flair to it or something Understood. because it was a so very regular ass Caesar. Especially when the, it's like eighteen dollars, it's the bread. Know. On the other hand, which I did partake in because it was a bad boy night, was delicious. It was a, it was a, it was like a dinner roll scenario, kind of like a mini ciabatta that had some rosemary Time? on top of it. Rosemary it was rosemary, okay. The rosemary flavor was a little strong, but I was fine with it. I, it, it appeared to be, you know, baked from frozen, which, which is fine. I'll allow that. And and um, the butter was nicely. Nicely room temp, not too hard. Yes, yeah, it wasn't I, a hard butter. You know, we hate that. 
Um, Hard butter was now, bad. Uh, I and you and you and Dan shared some giant piece of animal. Um, that yeah, I, they, I didn't really understand what it was, but it seemed it was fake ass Peter Luger, right? Yeah, they they uh, they we did a steak for two that was served Brooklyn style, which is basically them Ugh. doing Peter Luger. <laughs> Peter Luger. <laughs> so the only the only time I go to Brooklyn the is when I go to showered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, where they do it Peter Luger style, they 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 grill that T-bone steak up, and then they slice it on the bone and put it in the platter, and then they sizzle it in the broiler with a bunch of butter. And they bring it to the table, and then they they pour the waiter pours like a cup, like a literal cup of of butter all over it, and then just swim. It was hard to. It was honestly hard to watch as a as a. a I mean, you know. I mean, I got some, I got some real nasty meat sweats afterwards. I was, I could well, feel Jason, my arteries. I forgot to mention that you know, I, I know that you guys think I wear the same shirt every day, but I actually changed clothes and put on some pants for this because mm-hmm. I knew it was a, you know, a, a faux nice place. Of course, we walk up and the security guard points out that Jason shouldn't be wearing shorts, but he allows us to go in anyway with our reservation. The security Just, guard who was who was wearing a a blazer over a t-shirt and then he had a face mask on that said security across it in <laughs> massive letters so it's just this big giant scary guy staring at me with you know a, a five inch tall security letter face mask it looked it was hard not to laugh at him and he said it in a very cool way of just like we're trying to move away from shorts a little bit bro yeah he had a nice he had a nice way of phrasing it um but but I I had a piece of salmon that was actually nice, and they put the fucking butter on the side, so of course I didn't partake. But the real hit for me was the the like a broccoli mash <laughs> that I quite you like. Liked. The broccoli mash, so that's where you take broccoli, you put it in a food processor with exactly. some salt and some it's, butter. It's basically baby food, right? <laughs> it's literally baby. I mean, it's just mashed potatoes, but you use broccoli instead of potatoes. I mean, it's not bad for you. But the regular mashed potatoes were quite good too. The mashies were hitting. You were also able to get lobster mashed potatoes, where they take they they fill a, an <laughs> emptied out lobster tail with the mashed potatoes that has chunks of lobster in it. I mean, that's that just, seems ugh. a bit much to me. It's just ugh. no, 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 no. Um, well, I, I I really liked their. I got a dirty martini, and the the waiter was like, "Would you like with an olive?" Or a blue cheese olive. I had to hit the blue, and it was a delicious blue cheese olive uh, martini. Shitting on that. anything I could get at Lowry Steakhouse. I love that. Well, I mean, overall, I get, yeah, like I said, I get the experience an eight of 10. I, I don't, I mean, you know, besides the only thing that could have helped the experience is more TikTokers and paparazzi, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if we're too late and there's a new boa that... There, no, no, no. I, I don't think we're too late. I think maybe it was just an off night. Mm. You know, there maybe, were a maybe lot of hotties, though. The, there were a lot of hotties, for sure. One thing I did notice, there was a table across from us. Um, it was like two guys and a, and a woman. They, 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 said, they said grace before they ate their meal. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yeah, not the appetizer, but when, when the main course came out, they all waited until everyone's steak God, was, was are, there. People are so stupid. And then they like, said, what grace. the fuck? There's nothing more embarrassing than praying to no one before a meal at BOA. <laughs> the only thing I'm praying for is more views on my TikTok. That's the only thing hey. I'm praying for at BOA. Hey. <laughs> hey. 
But overall, yeah, it was a good experience. It was it was nice to just be out with the lads, and honestly, it felt pretty safe. I have to say. I think another reason why Boa is is so popular in in quarantine. Not only does it look like a club, but it 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 has an indoor outdoor floor plan for the dining room. So it already was an outdoor restaurant, so they didn't have to do anything to it. They just put up the the, the plastic screens between tables, but overall, it feels it's definitely the most real feeling restaurant, and I think that does help it One, as far as like you're not yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah, they didn't have to alter it, or you're not you're not getting like the COVID version of it. Other than the, other than the waiters wearing a mask, it was an exact same replica. One thing I did want to note was I was surprised about the music. The music at these restaurants is always is always kind of old. They were playing uh, "Bulletproof" by Larue and MGMT <laughs> Kids, and you know, which I, I I teared up during because I had a of <laughs> you know Molly flashback. But do you think these people that were born in two thousand three know what any of that is? No, but I think that the music in a place like that, as long as it's upbeat, it just doesn't really matter. Look, as long as the restaurant's not playing rap music, I'm happy. Yeah, do like, you think they I, have I, a no hip-hop rule there because they already have a, a rapper problem at BOA? I mean, if they have a dress code, they definitely have a no hip-hop rule. Those two those two racist tropes go hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I do think that... Music at places like that doesn't doesn't matter. But I do think I also saw you light up when Larue came on, um, <laughs> and I looked over to you and we smiled at each other. And I asked you how many times you played this, and you just grinned and said, "Chris, countless." <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, R.I.P. Larue, wherever you are. They did have um, when the, when the steaks came out. We had the the all silver, the triple silver Laguli steak knife, though, which was a nice touch. <laughs> Triple silver. You saw that. Well, you you did you get a triple silver with your little fish uh, fillet? Uh, yes, I did actually. I didn't. I, I got the same shit you got. I, okay. I, I didn't recognize it as triple silver. <laughs> what what kind of runts is that? I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Um, you know the triple silver. I've never seen it before. That's it's a little bit of an alpha male selection. Good to know when I'm buying you flatware. Um, I'll. I'll I'll remember these important tips you're sharing. I think I think in the future me, I will I will go back to Boa though. I'm I'm a little really? curious to try. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's it was weird because I felt like every I, I went to West Hollywood two nights in a row. We went to I went to Erewhon and then I went to to Boa, and it couldn't be you know it's it's 19- welcome welcome to the Chris Black circuit, baby. You already know welcome to Hollywood. I type in on my ways, you know, like I'm I'm heading over to you to go do this from my house. It's like a, a 19 minute drive or something like that. Quick drive, quick drive, a quick drive, and it is a completely other world. It's so foreign to my, you know, and I I don't live far away. I live in a suburban ish part of LA, but I'm not like super deep in Altadena or Sherman Oaks or some shit. You know, I'm I'm, I'm around, but. It is so you have a Sherman you have a Sherman Oaks mindset though. So maybe that's what's really throwing you for a loop. Fuck you, bro. I'm I'm Woodland <laughs> Hills up top. I would but it's just the rest of the world is happening and I feel like I am I feel like I'm in a different world now. Like my day-to-day life it has none of this action that I used to that I really used to be a part of all the time of like going out to dinner a few nights a week having some drinks, so, you know, we're going to go, you know, we're going to hit this bar afterwards, you know, real socializing, seeing people who are wearing 
crazy cool outfits or bad outfits or seeing really hot people or like fucked up weird cars or just influencers or celebrities like i don't see any of that at all in me in my life so so you're saying that you're saying that this week my inviting you to west hollywood twice has changed your life basically it did change my life it made me remember what what the worst part of la was like (laughs) (laughs) but you're saying because of the current situation the worst part of LA is actually appealing to you and it's stagger it's hurting you. Kind of, yeah. To me it's like it's 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 my version of going to Disneyland or something where you can just hop in this little time machine and boom here they all are. And I mean I I, think- I, I can't I don't even know if I like it or hate it or or something, but there there is something that will never you know, it'll always be nice and cool to just like cruise down Sunset Boulevard with with the windows down, blasting a cig and playing some Spotify. That's never going to get old. <laughs> and and I, You're damn I need right to do it's that. Not, Jason. I need to do that more often. I I need to remember that part about it because I really am I really am quarantined out here in Glendale. I don't really participate in much of that stuff besides Erwan like frequently. Mm. Um, but. I think that they're they were very lucky because their their hot bar is was always behind glass and served by employees. Mm-hmm. So they've been able to be open the entire time. Whereas Whole Foods had to shut all that shit down. Um, they did as soon as as soon as everything hit, which I think is a pretty interesting you know luck of the draw. It is, but and and the the social distancing at at the Erewhon cattle call waiting line where forty eight people are ahead of you to. To get some yeah. slop into a, bam- <laughs> a biodegradable bamboo box <laughs> for twenty three dollars, it was it was laughable. Like people, you know, I, I think they're I think it's a, like a good solid fifty percent, like right down the middle, fifty fifty split of people who really care about the coronavirus and masks and and social distancing and testing. And another, and the other fifty percent are just like, this is bullshit. I don't care anymore if it's real or not, or it's a hoax or whatever. And uh, and they I, I, all are starting to kind of gather with each other, and you can see neighborhood by neighborhood what what it is. Like when you're in Silver Lake, which I you know, I don't really like Silver Lake anymore, but. You know, there's no, nobody is doing that really. It's like everyone is a social distancing god, and they're really killing it at wearing a mask and all of that. I mean, stuff. bro, that's not true. You go walk around the reservoir. There's a fucking hundred people rubbing shoulders with each other. They're not rubbing shoulders with each other. They're walking outdoors on a big ass on and a big I, ass trail. I, I mean, look, I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling you. I know, you I see, know, but but like you you can kind of see like the collective spirit on the streets of like, we, we don't care. We don't give a fuck. We think this is dumb versus like, I I am very serious about wearing a mask and social distancing. I mean, I feel like everybody's serious about wearing a mask here. I never see people without masks in LA like ever. I see it constantly all the time. Yeah. I rarely, I mean, I honestly rarely see it like in, in an inappropriate way. If it, it, it like, you know what I mean? Like I would, cause they won't let anybody in anywhere. And yeah. like walking down the street, I mean, people were running with masks on. That's why I get up at fucking early and run alone because I'm not, I'm not running with a mask on. That's fucking crazy. Well, it's and when I was saying it's different for every neighborhood, this is is proving my point. Where we you know wherever you're spending most of your time, people are wearing the mask, and wherever I am, they aren't. And 
That is uh, interesting, actually. Um, yeah, but uh, as time has progressed in the quarantine and uh, now that we've been wearing masks for months and months now, you can even when somebody is wearing a mask, you can tell when they're doing it proudly versus yeah. like begrudgingly, like, I hate doing this. I'm going yes. to intentionally put it on the wrong, wrong. way. And I <laughs> yeah, wish yeah, you yeah. would tell me that I am wearing it sideways or it's not covering my nose because I would love to yell at you and say some QAnon shit or whatever. It, I think we're going to get more and more of that of, of, of people, I mean, of just like, I really don't care, and or I really do care too much. It's really divided. Yeah, there's no, there's the, the in-between is tough to find. I will agree with you there. It's either I drive a Prius and only listen to NPR and haven't seen anyone in six months and I wear a mask when I fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, is the hookah place open? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> We're That's, that, you're right. I mean, honestly, that is kind of what it's like. I, I think. In, but I guess we are. Are we in the middle? Then are we? Are we COVID I, I moderates? Think, I think people like us are we're, because we know how serious it is, but we also know that we're getting a lot of information, mm-hmm. and who knows what's what? You know what I mean? So it's like I think, and it's also like I think we're probably the most social. You know, what, what, more social than most people too. So that is hurting. Like we're missing that greatly. Yeah. I, I, one thing I have noticed as, as time has also progressed is when you have those, you know, backyard hangs and social distance fiestas and shit, how, you know, one month ago or two months ago, you would show up at somebody's house and you have the mask on and you're only going into the backyard and it's like very weird and everyone's sitting apart. And every week since then, it's just less and less, less and less. And the more time you spend with people without dying from coronavirus, the less and less you're really going to care. And now whenever I'm you know, in a backyard with somebody or hanging out with friends, if someone's not wearing a mask and you walk past them, you're like, eh, whatever. You punch them in the face and tell them to get the fuck out of your house? <laughs> but, but like before, you know, everyone was really like, oh, 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 six feet, six feet. Or, you know, because... And and now people just kind of stop caring. Or like if you're going to go into somebody's house, you're like, I'm going to put on a mask and I'm going to put on gloves and I'm going to ask permission if I can go use your bathroom. And now people just do it without asking. They just don't care. I saw an old man uh, in the park yesterday mm. walk up to a pull-up bar, mm-hmm. put a plastic bag over, like a single plastic bag over both of his hands and do <laughs> 10 pull-ups and then walk away. No mask on. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? People are so fucking weird. But that's the problem. Is that That's the whole issue is that like with no leadership and no hard information, it's like everybody's like, I'm going to wear gloves forever. I'm going to wear a mask forever. I'm not, you know, there's, there's no right. There's just, there's no one can agree on what's right and what's wrong and what's extreme and what's not. What you know? in the future, a post vaccination, what situation are you going to wear a mask in? After, hopefully after, none. Hopefully none. So, like, when you the next time you're on an airplane, you're not going to wear a mask if you don't have to. Yeah, no, of course not. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I think that yeah, unless I need to to protect myself and other people, I will not. But maybe mm-hmm. again, if if I guess with, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that there's like a respect issue, and that's part of the reason that I wear a mask. I think is like I understand that like 
it could make other people not only sick, but also uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to wear a mask because that's, that's what we need to do for the collective. It's not, good it's not too much work for you to do that. Yeah. It's like, that's what we need to do for the collective work of society, you know? So that's mm-hmm. fine. I can do that. If I need to do that for the next two or three years on an airplane, then yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I, th- I well, I was asking because I, there are certain situations where when I am wearing the mask, I am, I'm glad about it. Like going to a supermarket or, sure. You know, being around just a bunch of shitty, nasty people, I'm I'm actually excited sometimes and grateful that I am masked up because I don't want to be breathing the same air as these mongrels. And I don't know if that's a practice that I will stop doing once once I don't have to legally do that. I mean, it's I don't know if it'll ever go away. You know what I mean? It might. This might be. You know, at least in in major metropolitan areas, like this, can be the future forever. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think it, there could be some some positives to it. No, agreed, agreed. I don't I don't think it's. I, I just the, the people like you know that video I sent you of the guy leaving like the grocery store and he gets in his truck and he like takes his mask off. <laughs> he's so mad, like mm-hmm. that shit is absolutely insane. Like if you can't handle a little discomfort, then then your your life has been too easy. Um, yeah, that, I guess that's just America in general, bro. We've had it too Ain't that years. America? <laughs> um, speaking of America, just just a, a quick positive note before we get out of here. Okay, let's go. The new Killers album, Jason. Oh my God! It's so you said speaking of America, why? What does? What is the Killers album titled? Something? No, it's just a, they're the last great American rock band. You know, so that's <laughs> that's just how I think about them. I mean, they're they're our U two. They're from the saying? heartland. So, they're from the heartland of Las Vegas, but yeah, I just, I, I honestly really needed this to be good and it's good. So I'm, I'm very happy. Um, yeah, you did need this to be good because there's a strong chance that a, a 2020 killers album could, could have a f- couple stinkers on there. It could be in a direction that well, they also does have some, not like. Exactly. But it, 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 it's a, it's part Sam's town, which is my favorite killers album. And one that got panned by critics, but it's like a fan favorite, which is always interesting. I think mm, that's um, your kid. A. That is my, that is my kid. A, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it has, it has all the, you know, Springsteen U2 vibe, but maybe a little, a little war on drugs, which, which I like actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a similar producer or something, but the features are Lindsay Buckingham from, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, from Fleetwood Mac. From Fleetwood Mac, yes. Sorry, I was going to say it, and I was like, I think everybody knows who that is, but no. you know what? You know what? These well, TikTokers are Bill Hader does a great impression of him on What's Up With he, That. He does do that. And then Wise Blood, which is like new and cool. And then the best one, Katie Lang, who absolutely <laughs> kills the vocal. So Lang can um, sang. Wait, yeah, who, exactly. What, it, what, what did you say before Katie Lang, a new cool person? Wise Blood. Why, what w- is Wise Blood? It's some like it's some like cool guy shit. You don't know. It might be like a. It's not like my favorite thing, but it's it might be sub pop. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know. Is wise uh, blood? It's, 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 it's like a. No, it's like a. It's like a female singer. Um, but I'm out. Uh, where is it? Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, sub pop. Actually, damn, I guessed that right. That's fire. Oh man. Um, wow. But overall, it's just it, the record's good, and it just really—I was so happy that it was good because they'd had four songs out and it had been pushed back a bunch because of because of coronavirus, etc. What's the and record called? Just, uh, the record is called mm, "Big Fan." Imploding the Mirage. Imploding the Mirage. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? It, that better be a, a a double entendre for the hotel. Uh, 
It is, I believe. Um, yes. Uh, yes, it did, is. Did, the, did they blow up the Mirage Hotel? Uh, let me look here. Uh, <laughs> Some good pod right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think they did. Fuck yeah. Damn, another case closed. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would highly recommend it to all our listeners. You know, it's a, it's really slapping to slapping slapping um you know chris chris has a birthday coming up in a few weeks as do i so you know if there I, is i a, believe i believe jason virgo season actually started today is today the beginning i, I thought i felt something going on did you I feel I, our power did you feel our powers increase well i noticed it the most when i could i could notice my my girlfriend looking at me like oh god here it comes mm, she knows like You're like the you out. know when you know when it's earthquake weather same kind of thing. There's there's Virgo weather. Bitch, it's about and to be like, oh, TJ's about to be cooking for the next month and a half. How long does Virgo season last for? Do you know? I think just one month? month? Month and a half. Well, what? when did... Your birthday is the fourth? Mm-hmm. Damn. It's about to be a movie, bro. What do what do people do for their birthday in COVID? I mean, you know what I think we're, I think we should do, Jason. I think we should fill super super sucker up with piss and soy milk and go spray it on people not wearing masks. I think that's what we should do. Um, okay, I think we should. <laughs> we I'm, I'm down to do that. Maybe we can do a video where we we wear a suit and then we go to a place where a bunch of people um, who love Trump are at, and we can interview them about wearing masks and make them look dumb. Are you talking about that cornball who does that on already? Or there's or a few just... cornballs who do it. They they were, they went to Huntington Beach and then they did. I think it's called they Vice.com. Went, they went to Florida and they just put like a dorky white guy in there with like a bunch of blacked out party people so they say funny stuff which i guess then you could watch it at home and be like i'm i'm not as bad as those people yeah i mean that's what all this is about is like am i as bad as these other people and what makes me feel good and self-righteous is really the world we're living in um (sighs) it's fucked up it's fucked up jason but you know what bro look we're in cali our mental health is good the Mm. pod is rolling we're playing tennis we're getting these workouts in we're we're looking tan very Um, tan and, you know, Jason, the season's about to change. Not not just Virgo season, baby, but fall, the best season. And even though it's going to be 100 degrees in L.A., um, <laughs> mentally it changes for me. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, well, when you live in L.A., fall happens in January, just to let you know. It's oh, so it's, it's a little delayed. Yes. Uh, summer is on its way out <laughs> around Hall- Halloween is the end of summer in L.A. Uh, and then okay. – and then <laughs> And then when uh, when March comes, winter will winter wills come as well. I can't wait, man. Yeah, you know. So if, you, oh, if, if watched, our listeners have any ideas of what we should do for the B day, Virgo season birthday, please send them over because I don't want to just you know have four people in my backyard with like a cute looking cake. Oh, for my birthday, I'm already on it. I'm, I'm talking to. I'm going to get Tim to hit Bia, and we're going to get Delilah private. You know what I'm saying? We're going to rent um, out Delilah. We're gonna round Delilah. Um, everybody has to stay six feet apart. A mm-hmm. Them Jeans DJ set, all Britpop. Um, Jesus, I think it could be a movie. I mean, that could be, and we could go live if we want and get some tips and stuff. Okay, Maybe we. I want to hire some type of celebrity influencer to do the temperature forehead check at the door. Damn, great idea. We can hire idea. the the guy, the mini me impersonator, to do the temp check, and you gotta get down <laughs> off your hands and knees. <laughs> That's I know a great he's not idea. working right now. That's a great idea. I mean, we could, I think after our Brandon Wardell episode, I've learned that Cameo is a way to connect. It is a great way to connect with celebs in your area. And you can be like, hey, Mark McGrath, 
here's an extra 50. Can you come over and uh, check the temperatures on the forehead? <laughs> exactly. of Look, I know you're friends. a fucking mul- I know you're a multimillionaire, but you're bored, bro. Come on. Like, you were bored. Yeah, why, are you, why are these people... You, that's the real, real digital panhandling. You, you have millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why are you taking the time to make a little extra two, three hundred bucks? I, this is what I don't understand about people, Jason. And this is the, the line of thinking where you get it wrong. In our in our <laughs> capitalist society, mm-hmm. the rich want to be richer. If think about the amount of effort it takes to record a thirty second cameo and you get paid two hundred bucks, the the effort to payment ratio is so good that how could you say no? Because it could damage your career in the long run and also the emotional embarrassment and toll that you have for literally Jason, like shucking and jiving for, being for a, being 75 dollars being a celebrity is embarrassing that's the whole thing it's embarrassing but you get rich so you're just able to deal with it that that's the whole thing <laughs> also these people i like mark mcgrath i think he's funny mark mcgrath is not a celebrity like he he can't not do this yeah, but I mean, the amount of money that he's made in the last 15 years from hosting television, you know, those are Agreed. huge. But you know, Jason, you're he, also... He's you're millions also, and millions of dollars. But you're also forgetting that celebrities are desperate for attention and need validation at all times. That is true. That is very so true. But uh, you can get validation. You can make a little coin to fucking pay your staff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you don't have to dip into your residuals. Mm-hmm. And you stay relevant with a new a new crowd of people. And also, I think a lot of them are honestly in on the joke. Like, I think they know what's going on. I don't think they think it's like, it's anything more than it is. To me, the the risk to reward... What is the risk? I mean, the the risk of being embarrassed or even just taking it, like, if if I'm a celebrity, I only have so many, you know, hours in the day to do all of my stuff. Am I really going to block out two hours to be like, hey, Stephanie, I heard it's someone's birthday. And and then yeah. you, and then it gets posted on social media, and then it goes viral, and everyone's laughing at you, and you're like, "Wow, this, none of this would happen would have happened if I if I didn't want that." Extra how much do you think I can make? Well, th- this being said, how much do you think I can make on Cameo? A day, a month, um, a month. You can probably make about three hundred fifty dollars on Cameo. Okay, well, I think for my birthday, I'm going to sign up for Cameo. Yeah, but uh, so will oh, you? Oh, they have to ask me though. I think so. Will you record thirty-five videos for ten dollars per month for three hundred and fifty dollars? And then I'm sure Cameo. No, takes, I got to. I got to charge. I got to charge more. I got. I got to say. I got to say a, a Chris Black one-minute cameo, thirty-second mm-hmm. cameo, fifty to seventy-five dollars. Yeah, that's that's too high. You're not famous enough. I'm. You know, not no shade, but you know, you can't be charging more than Ryan Cabrera. But see, I think I can actually. Right, but how many? I don't think you know. You're gonna get you're gonna get three people a year for uh, for seventy five bucks. Yeah, you might be right. Damn, maybe I should get your Ryan Cabrera from cameo for your birthday. That's a good ass idea. Look, is Whitney on there? She wouldn't Whitney, do that. I could probably honestly, I think I can get to Whitney and get a personal message, like without going without using big cameo. Hmm. Yeah, and, no. and let her know. I won't. I won't share it on socials. I won't post it on my Facebook. It's just for me. <laughs> it's, it's just for me. I just want to feel Whitney's love. Um, oh man! Wow. Uh, so also, pop- lastly, if um, thanks to everyone for ordering a, a hat, they did sell out, and we are ordering more in a new colorway, and they should be available soon. Yeah, uh, we got all kinds of shit coming for you losers. Oh yeah, um, we got some new T-shirts coming too. 
Whew. Honestly, the, the t- honestly the shirt is TJ. I don't like to gas you up because I actually hate you deep down, but mm-hmm. some of your finest work. Yes, thank you. Some of your fi- a, a true stroke of genius, honestly, and, and you do come to those once maybe every five six years. So I hope that you're able to refuel and get ready for 2025. Five every five or six. So this this uh, fun T-shirt that we're going to sell um is one is that's that's my one good idea for this six year period so i have to wait until 2026 until i get a new one that's why this partnership is so stressful for me is i have to have all the good ideas chris without you i am nothing thank you thank you for noticing that and i think that that the listeners would agree um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay this is time (laughs) time to go now uh always a pleasure to chat with you you know for public consumption I have to say, and I'm glad we did a little mental health check. I think it's been a while since we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check in on your players. You know what I'm saying? Check in on your players, and and if you go to Boa or if you go to if you were a Boa regular uh, before quarantine, please let us know what your favorite your favorite uh, order is. If you work at Boa right now and you listen to this podcast, we'll be back. If you call us, bang my DMs, bang my DMs. I want. I, I can't pay for TJ's martinis again. It's gonna break me. Okay, bye guys. Bye. bye.